Happy New Year, my community. Welcome back to our sub-series of Instructional Ecology. These micro-episodes examine tiny gems from our FSL Common Read book this year, Relationship-Rich Education, by Peter Felton and Leo M. Lambert. Maybe this week's episode will get you thinking differently about how we're doing things at the college right now and how we might do things in the future. Let's take a moment to connect with the reading. These are Sustainable Connections. We're wrapping up Chapter 2 in anticipation of this month's Zoom conversation about the next chapter. So let's see where Chapter 2 arrives at its completion. Don't forget, this chapter is called, Why Is This So Hard?, It would be nice to start the new year with a new chapter, literally, but this is a good reminder that just because the calendar date changes, it doesn't mean that ongoing issues are wiped away and the slate is blank. Let's look at the reading. This chapter ends in anticipation of the next with a resounding acknowledgement that the work of relationship-rich education is already being done in some places. On page 56, the authors declare, quote, One asset that all institutions possess is the legion of faculty and staff members who are already hard at work mentoring and building connections to support student-peer relationships despite all of the barriers. Let me be the first witness to speak here that this is absolutely the case at MTC. When faculty talk about their teaching, I hear so many stories of connection, great and small. And many classes are working to build peer-to-peer relationships, which we know greatly enhance students' sense of belonging and learning. I'm thinking of people like Christine Witkowski in Sociology, who we heard in Season 1, who deliberately scaffolds group work as a chance for students to encounter new people and ways of thinking, and so learn to be able to relate to each other, even if, or especially if, there are wide differences in belief or language or lifestyle, in public spaces where there's naturally great diversity of experience and opinion. And while we do have a recording of Christine talking about how and why she instituted these classroom practices to strengthen peer learning and relationship, her stories are but a small part of the sea of stories we unknowingly move through every day. The stories are all around us, but often go untold and unheard. In fact, on page 57, the authors end the chapter by observing, quote, another institutional asset is the faculty and staff who are already doing powerful and impressive things to help all of their students to learn. As Randy Bass from Georgetown told us, one of the underappreciated aspects of higher education is, quote, how effing hard most faculty and staff work with students every day. There's so much invisible work going on that is rooted in relationships with students. We need to find ways to tell the full story of faculty and staff work lives. That's an inspiring story of relationships that are pivotal for college students everywhere, unquote. We are surrounded with these teaching and mentoring practices that individual professors and staff use and follow every day. These practices do the patient incremental work of teaching people the knowledge and skills they so desire to change their own lives. As I said in the first episode of our first podcast season, we belong to a teaching community, 
but we teach alone. We are alone with our students. So our teaching peers and supporting college community can only know what we do if we choose to tell our stories or if our students tell about their experiences. To that end, how could we grow a culture of visible teaching? This kind of culture could strengthen our practice and our students' success. It could make our working community a more deliberate and engaged place for us. A culture of excellent instruction that isn't based on competition, but on communal conversation about and recognition of the intricacy of teaching. Based on sharing teaching struggles and fails and wins. A culture where we open our classrooms, literally or metaphorically, to our instructional community. There is so much that could be gained if such a trusting and constructive environment could be achieved. Well, this is exactly what we'll discuss in our next FSL Common Read Open event this coming January 20th at 11 a.m. All faculty, staff, and leadership are invited. So we hope you'll join us. There are many ways we at MTC could choose to make this move. The CTE is, of course, always your ally in your teaching goals, and that includes our mutual goals as a community. What would you like our instructional community to look like? How would you like it to be connected? This podcast offers up some wonderful opportunities to peek inside the incredible breadth of teaching and learning we offer at the college. Season three will begin later this spring. What would you like to hear about? Many questions worth asking and answering. And the CTE has many new opportunities lined up for this new year ahead. We're very excited to roll them out when they're ready. That's all for this micro episode. How has your teaching begun in this new year? What teaching do you know about that's exceptional? What's the hardest part of teaching for you right now? I'd love to hear about it. Email me at h-o-u-l-e-c at midlandstech.edu if you'd like to share a response to today's thinking. Again, our next Zoom book discussion will be January 20th on chapter three of the book. And you don't have to have done any reading before joining us. I'll have all you need. But don't forget, if you're curious for more, you can access the ebook for free through the MTC Library website. Be thinking about how you'd like our culture of instruction to look like, and let's connect again next week.